Recently, Maharaj, you said that Srilashadar Maharaj says, as soon as you think you are a devotee, then you are finished. Mm -hmm. In Sri Guru and His Grace, Srilashadar Maharaj quotes the words of Sri Krishna. Those who worship me directly are not real devotees. Real mm -hmm. devotees are those who are devoted to my devotees. Yeah. So, Am I finished if I think that I am a devotee of Krishna? Or thinking that I am a servant of a servant is also dangerous? Wouldn't it be safer just to aspire to be a servant? <coughs> yes, aspiration is the key word. Um, the, uh, a devotee, as Guru Maharaj is saying, will never describe themselves as a devotee because that would be to say that you have devotion. And devotion is not a small thing, it's the thing, the ultimate thing. It means <clears throat> prem, Krishna prem. So it would be an indirect way of declaring that you have Krishna prem. Uh, and as he quotes there that statement where Krishna himself is saying, those who say that they are my devotees directly, they're not my real devotees. My real devotees are those who are devoted to my devotees or serving my de servants of my devotees. And again, here's the, the uh, secret, the key, and it's not something anecdotal or peripheral, uh, <coughs> auxiliary. It is the thing, is devotion. It's and devotion to the devotee that brings one in substantial connection with Krishna. Right? When we're told about three types of devotees, kanishta, madhyam, uttam, or third class, second class, first class, the uh, <clears throat> description of the third class devotee says their focus is exclusively the deity. So you could say Krishna, and to the elimination of all others. Right? That's the third class position. The third class, second class position is uh, recognized when the devotee begins to see Krishna's presence in other devotees. That's a major shift. So, and seeing that Krishna's present is more tangible to the devotees. But then we think like, how can that be? Here's the deity of Krishna and here's a devotee. Um, well, first of all, Krishna keeps saying this in various ways. Right? Mad bhakta puja abhyadika, in the 11th canto of the Uddhava. The puja, the worship of my devotee, takes precedence over my own worship, like comes before me. And you see, all devotional activities begin with some recognition of guru and, and goes from there, right? We say guru and gauranga, bandeham, sri guru, sri guru, sri jatap, etc. Vaishnavangsha, before we get to uh, the others. The Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the book on Krishna, right? This is so much so that Prabhupada called the 10th canto the Krishna book. So you want to, you open this book and it's ostensibly and really telling you 
everything you need to know about Krishna. Right? That Krishna from whom everything has come, by whom it's being maintained, and to whom it will ultimately enter into, um, whose Aprakrita Leela, human-like pastimes, are uh, so incomprehensible as to bewilder the gods, uh, Brahma, <clears throat> Indra, Shiva, um, so many things are said there in the first verse. But the second verse says, Dharmak projita kaita bhotra paramo nirmatsaranam satam. It says, this book rejects all <clears throat> so-called dharmas that um, have some underlying motive. Uh, or you could, you could equate that with self-assertion or self-promotion, right? or that direct uh, experience. And it's saying you will only be able to enter into the mysteries of uh, Krishna conception if nirmatsarja, nirmatsaranam satam, Satam here is a reference to the devotees, saying if you're non-envious of the devotees, envious of them meaning you're eliminating them, similar to that position of the third-class devotee who focused on Krishna to the degree of uh, diminishing or eliminating the position of others. <clears throat> Kaviraj Goswami in Charitamritam when he's revealing how it is he came about to write this book. Uh, it, it's not a, um, an anecdotal story, but a significant event. That he, he tells the story of um, Mina Ketana Ram <clears throat> visiting the temple where Kaviraj Goswami's relative or brother-in-law was doing the puja, and he neglected him, thinking, I'm, I'm worshiping the deity, and one of these eccentric followers of Nityananda has come, and who knows, uh, you know, his, his um, how do you say, um, his, um, no, his, his excuse, but there's another word I'm looking for. Um, is that I'm worshiping the deity, so I, I can't break this worship to give him any attention. And Mina Ketana Ram, similar to the end of this question, he considers himself a, an aspiring servitor of Nityananda Prabhu, so much so that he knows anyone who sees me, I mean, th this is a peculiar thing too. We're saying on the one hand, it should only be couched in aspiration, but on the other hand, these devotees are not ignorant of their position. Like Gurudev, Srila Govinda Maharaj, he knew, he will say, I am a fallen soul, conditions only, I have no devotee, all those things. But at the same time, he knows that if someone associates with him, they will be brought into the zone of Krishna consciousness. But you say, well, isn't that some sort of a paradox or um, contradiction? 
No, because he's thinking, because I'll bring them in connection with my Guru Maharaj. So I'm all about my Guru Maharaj, and you, if you deal with me, inevitably, you'll become all about my Guru Maharaj. He's suppressing himself in that sense. So Mina Ketan Aram, we can say in a similar way, he knows who his master is and whom he represents. So when uh, Gunarnava Misra uh, dismisses him, um, he takes it as an offense to Nityananda Prabhu. Right? And, th and thinks back to that time, was it uh, Ramaharshan Sutta, sitting on a Vyasa son, giving instruction, and Balaram came, and again he thinks, oh, I'm, uh, you know, the, the, the preeminent person here, and he neglected Balaram, and Balaram had a particular way of dealing with that. <laughs> uh, um, so here, Aram, we're told he broke his flute, and he was just uh, insulted, but on behalf of his master, just as uh, Jiva Goswami Prabhu, when that um, conquering pundit came and showed him the paper uh, acknowledging uh, defeat by Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, Jiva Goswami tore up that paper and then tore that man to pieces uh, with his arguments. So much so that some people accuse him of not being a proper Vaishnava, like practicing Mahaprabhu's teachings, Trinadapi Sunichena Tororapi Sahishnuna Aman, you know, not being humble, tolerant, and showing respect. But again, <clears throat> Saraswati Thakur says, Jiva Goswami Prabhu was willing to sacrifice his own prestige, his own good name. Uh, that he will be known as a humble Vaishnava, he's willing to sacrifice all that to maintain the prestige of his Guru Varga. So, uh, that, so Kaviraj Goswami, when he chastises his brother or brother-in-law, and, and he invokes the um, logical fallacy, Arda Kukhiyant Nyai, called half a hen, there's one half a hen that delivers an egg, the other end eats. So if you think, I just, I'm just interested in the side that gives the egg and not going to supply any food. So <clears throat> he says, so you say that you're a devotee of Mahaprabhu, but you don't give proper recognition to Nityananda Prabhu and his devotees. There's the das on das, back to nirmatsaranam satam. You're envious of the devotees, because here we have the uh, devotee in an uh, uh, almost abstract, generic sense. But if, uh, as Guru said, uh, quoting the aphorism, as connotation increases, denotation decreases. We say devotees, dear devotees, most. Ultimately, we're going to come to two personalities. On the one side, Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Ram, Balaram, and the other side, Srimati Radharani. So 
Gurumars once said, Aparad, Aparadha, and it's like against Radharani is another, uh, we know it, uh, it generally means offense, but he said it can also mean against her. As he's told us, we aspiring servitors want to follow her suggestion. Aparadha right? means to ignore her, to ignore her suggestion. Right, her position. So, and that's on the negative side to, uh, or a negative expression, non-envious, not to be envious of the devotee. But the positive uh, companion is to sing the glories of that devotee. Right? Not just some neutral, non-offensive position, but rather to appreciate them so Rupa Goswami says in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, one of the hallmarks of pure devotion is to appreciate devotion in others. So <clears throat> Sanatana Goswami Prabhu is the Bhakti Siddhanta Acharya. And his uh, primary work is the Brihad Bhagavatamritam. Many things could be said about that. But one thing we can take away from it and understand thematically, it's on this subject of appreciating the devotion in others. And no less than Narada is the person in that position. Others will be revealed uh, along the way, but it begins with him. We know he's one of the greatest devotees of all time, if you want to say. But he who's so great where does it begin? He's appreciating, really, comparatively speaking, those in a lower position than himself, but seeing their devotion, he, he's not focused on their uh, whatever disqualifications they might have. He's appreciating their devotional position and singing their glories. Right? As when we hear him say that, you know, there are no, no one compares to your good fortune, how nicely you're worshiping the Lord, these kind of things. Then what do they do as a response? They defer that, back to Guru Maharaj's position, when you think you're a devotee, you're finished. They, they don't accept that. Rather, th this is coming towards them. We're told, what, you know, Kamani Pratishta, Pratishta, name and fame, glorification, transferred to Guru. What does Guru mean? The one in the higher position, right? the superior devotional position. So Narada's target is them and their devotion. What do they say? Oh, what we do, they, they um, how do you say, the, um, play down or diminish what they might be doing. And then they refer him to someone who in their estimation has real devotion or is superior to them. So they very nicely, what came from them, the Narada, they send it up. And that way they're protected from what? Pratishta, which is said to be the enemy of devotion. Right? And I've said there's the genuine devotees um, uh, speak of their lack of devotion or being devoid of devotion while uh, imitationists or um, imposters 
posers are uh, trying to, um, how do you say, make an ostentatious display of achievement, right, that they have something. So, <clears throat> and when Narada, on their advice, will go to the next higher group, he starts praising them. And, and really, for the first so many steps, um, you could make the case there are people who have not achieved the level of devotion of Narada, for sure. That will only come into play when you get in the very highest, when you start to get to Uddhava. Right? So each time, so Rupa Goswami uh, uh, referring, uh, alluding to uh, what's described in Brihad Bhagavatamritam, is saying the hallmark of devotion or progressive devotion is recognizing or acknowledging devotion in others. So Kaviraj Goswami, he chastises his brother for um, not giving uh, proper recognition to Nityananda Prabhu. And we're told in time the brother went down <coughs> from the path. And that evening, when Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is sleeping, that Nityananda Prabhu appears to him. He sees Nityananda Ram, like Balaram, uh, who's, we're told, you know, um, Preme Mata Nityananda Kripa. He's madly intoxicated with Krishna Prem, uh, staggering in his intoxicated state. So many bumblebees who are also great souls <laughs> surrounding him and his garland, and he's swaying to and fro, and he's saying approvingly, on the basis of this incident where he's showing the real devotion is to be traced in the devotees of Krishna. He's saying, Krishna Das, now you're being given entrance in the Vrindavan. Go there and all your uh, devotional aspirations will be fulfilled. Right? So <clears throat> Srila Guru Maharaj also mentions himself when he, <clears throat> before joining Gaudiamat, um, but he started visiting, and it was perhaps like uh, Janmastami Gaur Purnima, one of these days, and um, <clears throat> he went where the deity was, and there was a devotee seva, doing seva puja there attending to the deity. But he saw that the, the um, superior servitors they were all upstairs with Srila Saraswati Thakur. And Guru Maharaj, I can say this from uh, personal interaction with him, he has a way of asking uh, questions where he's uh, testing you, but you may not be aware of that. <laughs> so he says to the man, um, uh, so what is, how are we to understand the deity? He's like, uh, you know, um, representation of divinity, or, you know, and the man said, what do you say? You know, Sakshad Brajendranandana Hari, the deity is directly Krishna. It is Krishna himself. And Guru Maharaj said, oh, all right, so forgive me 
but no offense intended, but you're in the lower rank of devotees attending the Lord himself. And we see the higher rank of servitors are with your Guru Maharaj upstairs and the time for the Lord's appearance is nearing. <laughs> so Guru Maharaj said, but that man you know, was trained by Saraswati Thakur and Gaudiya Math, And he responded by saying, the Lord will be appearing in a more uh, tangible way in our Guru Maharaj at that time. And so it is not ever to decry the position of the deity. This should not be misunderstood. As Sakshat Brajendranandana Hari, he is directly Krishna or Mahaprabhu, the deity. But as Guru Maharaj says, what is our capacity to recognize that? Our capacity of seeing the deity, like the word darshan which, uh, interestingly, <clears throat> in addition to mean, seeing means like uh, philosophical perspective. So Srila Gurumar says, factoring in our limited capacity to see the deity, the darshan is when we go and present ourselves to be seen by the deity. That's a very different way of thinking. One hand, people are leaving it on themselves, right? That they're, what, uh, uh, how much they can, um, their capacity for viewing who is before them. But Guru Maharaj says, more substantial is the deity's capacity to see you. It will be in your interest to go and bow down before the deity and offer yourself to be seen. Therefore, we like to go clean, properly attired, tilak, etc., and good um, consciousness. Sometimes, Guru Maharaj said, those things they put around temples that seem a little off-color, he said it was to tell you on your way in, don't bring any of this into the temple, meaning in your mind. Uh, be careful, be cautious. So, presenting ourselves to be seen by the deity. <clears throat> so because of that limited capacity, Guru Maharaj said that the archan uh, is similar to a mock battle. Right? You know, they train the troops and mock fight. Right? <clears throat> Means an imitation fight. But we know also Sometimes they uh, train them with live ammunition. Right? So he's saying, the deity's there, but the um, third-class servitor is on the basis of what has been revealed by Sadhu Shastra, Guru Vaishnav. They're doing the puja, the activities, and according to their capacity, uh, some realization is there. But they're dealing with Krishna himself. But Guru Maharaj's point is that Krishna is more present and, and accessible in the devotee whom we can interact with. So, um, 
we, this uh, expression about not uh, presenting ourselves as a devotee, you think, oh, that's for the, the lower section or the new recruits. But actually, it goes all the way to the top. Remember, as we're approaching Mahaprabhu's appearance, he, devotion is such a wonderful thing that he also wants to experience it. And not just generic bhaktabhav, if there is such a thing, we could say, but you know, Radha Bhava Duti Subalita, enveloped in the heart and halo of Radharani, he descends in this plane. <clears throat> and that Bhagavatam, where that verse is there at the very beginning, saying you, uh, to enter into the mystery, mysteries of Krishna conception requires you to be non-envious of the devotee. That means also of Srimati Radharani. Later, when, but it's at the beginning still, when uh, Veda Vyas is in dialogue with Devarshi Narada again about having just completed Mahabharata and these other scriptures, Puranas, Vedas, etc., and still feeling uh, despondent, as the word Srila Prabhupada uses, he comes to the conclusion. Uh, of his despondency when he says, Kimba Bhagavata Dharma na prayena nirupita priya paramahamsanam tadeva hyachuta priya. Maybe it's because I didn't clearly describe the glorious position of achuta priya. That means ultimately Radharani, the devotee. So this book. The book of Krishna, the Krishna book, the secret to entering in there is to um, be an aspiring servitor of a devotee, but ultimately of the supreme devotee. Therefore, we have this hierarchy that's descending into this plane as the Rupa Nuga line. So, the, <clears throat> and when, so when Mahaprabhu comes in this plane, and we just had this um, observance of the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the Makara Sankranti. And remember, Chaitanya Bhagavat is the, the, the larger section is the Adi Leela and Madhya Leela and Antya Leela is uh, relatively small. Adi Leela means the birth and other pastimes, and the, um, the end of the Mandila, beginning Anti Leela, is Mahaprabhu taking sannyas. Chaitanya Charitamritam is just the opposite. The birth pastimes of Nimai Pandit are dealt with briefly, and, and up to is taking sannyas. And it's at the uh, point of taking sannyas, then you have this huge. Madhya-lila. It's really called Shesh-lila, the final pastimes, and divided into two sections. Madhya-lila, the middle, and Antya-lila, the end. <clears throat> so, that's why it's significant 
what we just celebrated, the Makara Sankranti, Mahaprabhu's taking sannyas. Because now the real reason for his descent in a twofold way is going to be revealed. Still, as Nimai Pandit, he began the uh, Nam Sankirtan movement right? <clears throat> from the uh, Srivasangam to the house of Srivas Thakur, where, just a reminder, they're doing kirtan behind closed doors. That, you know, it's not like they had a super favorable environment for doing this. <laughs> In one sense, it was, you know, you could say semi-illegal. <laughs> so they're doing this behind closed doors, and we know this uh, story of the Kazi, where Nehemiah Pandit comes out, leads a non-violent <laughs> Movement. What what is their uh, weapons? Kartals and Murdunga. <laughs> Very good Murdunga players and good Kartals and uh, beautiful singers. And but at that point, it's pretty obvious the direction that this is going. Then he takes sannyas uh, and. Uh, uh, thereafter, he's going to Jagannath Puri. Remember, originally he wants to go to Vrindavan. That's the idea. When you're following the Sarva Dharmam Paritaja Mamekam Sharanam Braja path, Braja Sharanam, the type of surrender of the Braja Gopis, you give up everything else and you run toward Krishna conception. And interestingly, this is still the operating principle of the Krishna consciousness movement. <laughs> when you come and you give up everything else and you run towards Krishna. That's it. <laughs> but as Mahaprabhu, uh, we told the, the uh, heart, the, the pull of the hearts of the devotees kept him in their orbit. He could not get past that. So that later he comes and he said, I wanted to go to Vrindavan. He said, but I couldn't. And then he says, why? Because I didn't get your order. And it's, once, it's pathetically sweet or sweetly pathetic, whatever you want to say, but he takes like a straw between his teeth. Like how critical is the position of the devotee? Takes a straw between his teeth and begs the devotees for their order. Realizing that's the only way that good will come to you, that's the only way that Krishna conception comes to you, is by the grace of the devotees, the grace of the Vaishnavas. And with their blessings, and he's making his way uh, towards Puri, we should say this, that <clears throat> Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, when he... Uh, was composing the Chaitanya Charitamritam. The whole reason he's doing this is not to um, compete with the Chaitanya Bhagavat in any way. He goes out of his way repeatedly to um, praise Vrindavan Das Thakur and say he's the biographer of Chaitanya Leela. And that is the most beautiful book, and it is read and appreciated by all the Vaishnavas. Um, uh, he's saying, but 
if the, and, and so it would be an offense to retell the same things when he's already done that. Uh -huh. He said, but there may be some instances because where he couldn't describe because too voluminous, like a bird flying an infinite sky according to their capacity, how far, it's unlimited. So there may be some things that uh, trying to keep the uh, size of the book reasonable, he didn't fully express, or that, that for various reasons may not be given there. Those are the things that I may include here. And also, why? Because I got the blessings of all the devotees, the senior devotees of the day, they've all given their blessings because when the devotees would hear Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami Prabhu telling what he got from uh, Raghunath Das Goswami. Remember, Raghunath Das Goswami was the assistant of Sarup Damodar in Puri. It's so perfect. And remember, Mahaprabhu told Das Goswami when he wanted to have a private meeting with him, the reason I put you under the care of Srup Damodar is because what I don't know, he knows fully. And that's indirectly alluding to the position of Lalitasaki, Radharani's uh, right arm attendant, that when Radharani is lost in divine madness, Lalitasaki maintains her composure, supplies songs and slokas to augment the sentiments or to assuage the grief of separation. Sometimes she doesn't remember. It's so deep, so um, she's in a sort of sweet oblivion. Right? So Lalitasaki is the most uh, competent person to render this assistance. Now that Krishna is going to be enveloped in the heart of Srimati Radharani, Who's the best assistant? It will be Lalita Saki. Right? Gadadhar Pandit, always nearby uh, in Puri, but uh, Srup Damodar in that primary position, just as Lalita Saki is uh, in, in Krishna Leela. And so, how um, grateful we are we shall be to Srup Damodar, but by extension, so Mahaprabhu told Das Goswami, I, like, you're getting, this is not um, a demotion for you, rather, you're being selected, in one sense, for the most important position, because as we hear from Srila Guru Maharaj, Raghunath Das Goswami is the Prayojan Tattva Acharya of the Rupa Nuga line, who's ultimately indicating what? That our um, highest aspiration is the service of the lotus feet of Radharani, Radha Dasyam. Saying, that's indicated by Rupa, Sanatama, saying, but Dasko Swami spells it out clearly in various ways, but particularly in his work, the Vilapakusa Manjali. In the sloka, Ashavare Amrita Sindhu Mayikatanchit Kalo Mayati Gamita Kilasampratamhi Tvamchet Kripam Mai Vidasha Shinaiva Kimme Prane Brajena Chabororu Bakarinapi Asha 
means aspiration. We're back to that. It will always be aspiration. Ashabri Amrita Sindhu and Amrita Sindhu, this nectarine ocean of what? What, what uh, uh, Prabodhananda Saraswati Tagore calls the Radha Rasa Shudhanidhi, if we can conceive of such a thing. So he's saying the nectarine service that is uh, springing from the lotus feet of Srimati Radharani means the service that's coming from her. Gopal Goswami, Radhe Vrindavanadishe Korunamrita Vahini. Now, Korun Amrita. We are talking about Korun, meaning compassion. Korun Amrita Vahini. Again, describe it like a spring uh, that's coming from her. Guru Maharaj and his Gayatri explanation Bargo by Vrishabhanu Jatma Bibabai Karadana Sri Puram. She is like a lighthouse of Krishna Prem and service to the holy lotus feet of Krishna. All service to Krishna is being transacted through her. Right? So that, that Das Goswami, um, uh, 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 we think of him generally as uh, a renunciate to the degree of being inaccessible, but he, he was the <clears throat> witness to what Srup Damodar and Ramananda were exclusive viewers of in, uh, in the Gangbira of Mahaprabhu. So we're told Srup Damodar, he's keeping sutra-like notes. Right? Raghunath Das Goswami, Kaviraj Goswami, the way he describes it, he said, like if those were threads, uh, uh, cotton, then what Raghunath Das is doing is fanning out the cotton. That's his description. So Srup Damodar's are sutra, condensed sort of notes, and Raghunath Das Goswami's, he's fanning that out and uh, extending it and expanding it. So, and Srup Damodar has left the world, Mahaprabhu has left the world, so Raghunath Das Goswami, he's the carrier of all of it. Just think about that. Uh, we were talking with Madhusudan before about the cliffhangers. And I was thinking about one particular thing. And he said, no, there's so many. <laughs> like One after another, after another. So here's yet another one. It's all in Raghunath Das Goswami. And what is his idea? To go to Govardhan Vrindavan and commit suicide. And I should say as a footnote, when devotees say that, it's um, an expression of emotional intensity and feeling, but they never do it. Right? Okay. So, but that is his mood. That is his, like, why am I, uh, I've, I've lost my reason for, for living. Right? My life no longer has purpose. And what does he mean specifically? If that asha, that aspiration to serve her holy lotus feet is withdrawn from me. This is the allusion to the disappearance of Mahaprabhu Srup Damodar. So he's devastated, thinking that on his level, that, uh, that seva is no longer possible. 
And we'll see too, it will underscore what we told in the beginning about the appreciation of devotees, because when he goes to Govardhan Vrindavan thinking, I'll, you know, Dandavats to Radhakun, sprinkle some of the water, the divine, you know, Radharani in liquid form, that Mahabhav, and go to Govardhan and then throw myself from the hill and be finished with this life. When he goes there, he sees Rup and Sanatan. And what is his conclusion? Oh, you know, Mahaprabhu and Srup Damodar are here in them. So I do have a reason to go on living. And what do we hear? <clears throat> on his hands and knees in Radhakund Govardhan, what does he say? Muke Radha Radha Bole Beshe Nayanera Jale Radhe Radhe. That's why we don't see it. It comes from the, the melted heart of Raghunath Das Goswami Prabhu crawling on his hands and knees in the divine soil of Radha Kund and Govardhan with tears, so many tears streaming down his face that his clothes are soaked. That level of feeling. Uh, and that Das Goswami who comes there but Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami Prabhu and becomes his servitor. And then, da, so here's the transfer point. Das Goswami has all of it. That's why I said cliffhanger. He's thinking of leaving the world. We take these things for granted because we hear about them from day one. You know. but I, and I remember when I was a teenager uh, reading Bhagavad Gita, I would see in the, so I'm accepting Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and, but Prabhupada keeps talking about this person named Lord Chaitanya. <laughs> and I think, well, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> you know, this Lord Chaitanya, he keeps quoting him all the time. <laughs> you know? And then when I saw the book, Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, oh, there's that Lord Chaitanya. Then you find out, oh, he's Krishna. <laughs> you know? And... And that we should remember also. Kaviraj Goswami, in the very beginning of the book, after Bandegurun, Ishabhaktan, etc., and then obeisances to Nityananda, Mahaprabhu, what does he say? Who's described as Brahman in the Upanishads, as the Paramatma of the yogis, you know, as Bhagawan? That is Sri Chaitanya Dev not an avatar of Krishna, or no, avatar Saur Gora avatar. As Krishna is Swayam Bhagawan, here is Swayam Bhagawan Krishna, no less than Swayam Bhagawan, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose you know, uh, radiance is the Brahma Jyoti, who's expanded into the heart of every living being as the Paramatma. That's who Goranga is. So he's Bhagavan in every uh, sense of the word. So, but none of this would be known to us if, by divine arrangement, Raghunath Das Goswami didn't transfer the, all of what he uh, got from Srupa Damodar and his own observations 
and additionally, his own familiarity with the writings of Rupa Goswami and others, but particularly Rupa Goswami and his Chaitanyastakam. So on the basis of that, Kaviraj Goswami is presenting the Chaitanya Charitamritam, but he says, so he got the grace of Nityananda Prabhu, the blessings of all the great devotees, the Madan Gopal, Madan Mohan deity, and, but what is the situation? He's in his 90s. Um, he's arthritic, you know, like hands, um, legally blind. So in one, you say, well, that person's completely, um, um, what's the word, when you can't, dysfunctional, and that makes it even more amazing and miraculous. Right. Through such a person, the, as Gurmar said, the greatest literature to have ever seen the light of day in all time, all space, and all creations will come through him. But Kaviraj Goswami, and to what degree do devotees have to live with what I call the uncertainty principle, not knowing? He, he, he says he's unsure if he'll be able to do this. He doesn't say, well, I have the grace of all the Vaishnavas, the approval of the deities. Of course, not like that. They're never arrogant. They're never... Uh, um, I'm going to say overly confident in their own position or their own judgment of things. Rather, he's saying, I may leave before I can express everything. So what I want to do, fearing that, so as he finishes the uh, Adi Lila, but who knows when he wrote this particular part, he could have written it first. Really, the, the Madhya Lila, the or soon thereafter. So in the Madhya Lila, he's saying, here I will now tell you in a chapter, essentially, everything you need to know that was not, that is not apparent in Chaitanya Bhagavat. And that's what he gives in perhaps the second chapter or so of Madhya Lila. And that's where the position of and the beginning of the book, he's <coughs> quoted Rupa Goswami, the notes of Srup Damodar, it's all, and the Chaitanyastakam of Rupa Goswami, <coughs> it's all there. But now he's going to be, begin to express it in greater depth. And uh, he reaches the point, this critical point. And that's why I said from the beginning, it's not anecdotal or peripheral, but central. And it comes from the mouth of Mahaprabhu. And, uh, uh, and we're told that it was originally spoken by Srimati Radharani herself. And he says, No prema gandasti drapi mehro, this akaitava Krishna prem, hema jambu nadahem. He's saying, Krishna Prem is not a thing of this world. So then you think, then what are we doing? <laughs> What's the Krishna concept? You mean we're promoting something that doesn't exist? 
He didn't say it doesn't exist. He said, it's not a thing of this world. What is this world? The world of exploitation, the world of misconception, uh, gradations of misconception from gross to subtle, yet still misconception. He said, no, it's not a thing of this world. He said, it's like the legendary rivers of gold in heaven. That's Jambu Narahem, right? The Jambu we're told, you know, the, uh, in the fifth canto and saying, you know, elephant-sized mangoes drop on the banks and then the juice, they only have, comes running out and creates these rivers of mango juice and the bank turns into gold and you're saying, just like the Jambu you know, that's not of this world. But does it exist somewhere? There's a place where it does exist. So when he says, Krishna Prem, and he uses the word Akaitava, back to the Bhagavatam, you know, Dharma Projita Koitava. Koitava means cheating, right? imitation, right? ulterior motive. It's not anything like that. And then, what did he say? It's from the mouth of Mahaprabhu, echoing the heart and sentiments of the greatest devotee of Krishna, ever and always, Srimati Radharani. Na prema gandasti darapi mehoro krandami so bhagya param prikashitam. Saying, I don't have a scent of the fragrance of Krishna Prem. What to speak of a drop of that divine substance? So when Guru Maharaj says, if you say you're a devotee, you're finished, this is where he's taking us. He's saying, no, in this plane, the greatest devotee of Krishna ever, always and forever, Srimati Radharani, she's saying, I don't have a scent of the fragrance. And when Mahaprabhu is enveloped in her heart, then he knows he will say the same thing. And we'll say, but this is so peculiar and perplexing. You're telling us she is the greatest devotee of Krishna and he's embraced the position of the greatest devotee and then saying, I don't have. As Guru Maharaj will say, um, or allude to, a Krishna consciousness, Krishna Prem, it's measured in the inverse, as we just talked about separation, not having being in want, the hunger, the aspiration, that's where all the wealth is to be mined in Krishna consciousness. And to the degree that someone um, possesses this hankering or this hunger or points to their <clears throat> um, its absence in them, is the indirect way of measuring to what degree uh, genuine love and affection is there. So Guru Maharaj equates humility with negativity. And I've mentioned this before, and <clears throat> in the modern world, right, particularly New Age thinking uh, and different uh, new, um, you know, self-help, Always, you know, don't be negative, you got to be positive, you know, believe in yourself, uh, this kind of thing. Right? And uh, that, it, it makes sense up to a point, up to a point. 
a very small point, no, <laughs> up to a point. But what they've inadvertently dismissed is the power of negativity, which we know is one of the active principles, negative and positive, operating in this world. We don't want everything to just be one-sided. Right? Negative and positive, yin and yang. Right? Predominating moiety, predominated half. Right? So <clears throat> when Srila Gurumars equates negativity with humility, and what is humility? But the perceived proximity of uh, the perception of greatness. Right? The perceived proximity of greatness automatically fills one with uh, feelings of humility or negativity. So do you understand? Then to the degree that someone is saying, I've not got, I don't have anything, is in the devotional way of measuring and calculating inverted. And it's that sort of extreme dismissal indicates a divine level of acceptance. <clears throat> So uh, we hear Astasaki Tunga Vidya, who in Gorilila is Prabodhananda Saraswati Thakur, the composer of the Radha Rasa Shudhaniri, in the Chaitanya Chandramritam, as one verse where he says, Banchitosmi, Banchitosmi, Banchitosmi Nasangshaya. Bishva Gora Rase Magnam Sparshopi Mamanabhavat. Right. So remember, this great devotee who, in response to the Krishna Karnamritam, 300 slokas in praise of Krishna, writes 300 in praise of Radharani. Really, an exclusive um, devotee of Srimati Radharani says, I've been cheated, I've been cheated, I've been cheated. Of this, there is no doubt. That Vishwa Gauranga Mahaprabhu came down here and flooded the universe with Gauranga and Krishna Prem, and I wasn't touched by a drop. Oh, such is my position. And Guru Maharaj just says to me, We dismiss this, saying, you know, He said, What is it telling us? That what is the appetite of Prabodhananda Saraswati? That a flood is insufficient for him. See, he's applying his method of inverted interpretation. <laughs> so that person who says, the, the world was flooded with this, and I wasn't touched by a drop. I'm so unfortunate. Nah, not to be believed. That person is drowning in an ocean of Krishna Prem. And that's such a person. We want to get the, ser we aspire to be servants of the servants of the servants of their holy lotus feet. So, uh, um, it will always be our position when referencing ourselves to couch that as being an aspiring servitor, servant of the servant of the Lord and his devotees. Expressed by no less than Mahaprabhu in that famous sloka gop that concludes with Gopi Bartur Padakamalayo Dasa Dasa Nudasa. And who is it? Kula Shekar. Tadbritya Britya Pradicharaka Britya Britya. Britya also means servant. 
So in each one, servant of the servant of the servant, aspiring. And Srila Guru Maharaj reminds us, it's not just like some poetry that sounds nice, the, you know, this word repeated three times in a particular sequence to fill out a line. He's saying, but it's reality. And we say that ourselves. We're uh, under guidance of Srila Gurudev, Srila Bhakti Sundar Govinda Dev Goswami Raj, who's serving Srila Guru Maharaj. That is our aspiration. Guru Maharaj and Srila Prabhupada uh, Swami Maharaj, the servitors of Srila Saraswati Thakur, who's serving the lotus feet of Gorkishor Das Babaji Maharaj and Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who praises Jagannath Das Babaji, then is going back to Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur and others along the way, Narottam Thakur, and whom? Krishnanath Kaviraj Goswami, who's really given us everything in the form of Sri Chaitanya Charitamritam. That's why that should be the principal book that we study. Chaitanya Bhagavat and Chaitanya Charitamritam. We see everything through that lens. <clears throat> Hare Krishna.